Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour black hole block party. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, San Francisco to Savannah, Kalamazoo, and Waterloo. We are on the air. Hey, listening, D.A. Everything we saying, D.A., everything. How we doing, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. We have made it. Tonight, the NFL season kicks off. Lions, Chiefs, oh my. And now we are off and running. So from tonight on, basically every day through February, we have NFL, real NFL to talk about. Congratulations. We're through the desert and to the oasis. Coming up this morning on the show, Mr. Unlimited in his own right, unlimited information and access, Ian Rappaport. Rap sheet of the NFL Network Insider is going to join us coming up hour number four. It's also a Thirsty Thursday, meaning we're toasting to the good stuff. What is it that's got you feeling good and doing well? Well, I feel good and I'm doing well. We'll do that throughout the morning. Text me, or I should say tweet me. You can't text me. You don't have my phone number. At DA on CBS on Twitter or on the phone today, 855-212-4CBS. You can't text that phone number. That's a landline. Data rates may apply. Also coming up this morning on the show in 20-minute sound check in 40 minutes is Joe Burrow sitting on a mega extension before he takes the field this weekend. Coming up this morning on the show. We'll also get to plenty on the Chiefs and Lions throughout the morning, but I want to begin elsewhere in the AFC West, namely Denver. Expectations lower in Denver than in Kansas City and L.A. out in the AFC West. I don't think they've got designs on the Super Bowl, but they do have designs on getting better than they were last year, which was a flaming train wreck. Sean Payton is there. 
a Super Bowl winning head coach and one of the best head coaches in the NFL for a long time now. And Russell Wilson is there, who at one point seemed destined for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And yet, Russ is now needing to reconstruct his image and his game. And a new piece this week by Seth Wickersham of ESPN, who has written some very insightful, long-form pieces about the death of the Patriots dynasty, as well as what unraveled the Legion of Boom and the Seattle Seahawks, went in on the Sean Payton-Russell-Wilson relationship. And... From what Seth reported, there were some harsh words when it came from Sean Payton to Russell Wilson. That namely, he told him to quit trying to be so politically correct. Quit trying to be so popular. Quote, as part of his plan to rejuvenate a star quarterback, Sean Payton told Russell Wilson to, quote, focus less on Russell Incorporated. Will you effing stop kissing all the babies? You are not running for public office. Will Russ get the message? It's one of the biggest storylines, I think, of this upcoming NFL season. It is where we begin. You're cold open. These guys are doing well. He's, he's, he's picking it up. Um, you know, the timing and, and, and all of those things that required, you know, for, for the first five weeks, we were just lifting and running. And so now we're getting into some football activity. And, you know, these guys, you know, we're ahead of schedule on the practice. But, um, but yeah, he's picking it up good. Looks good. Looks sharp. I'm used to the uh, – I'm used to uh, some, of the, some of those who believe and some of those who doubt. And I think that when you're, um, you know, you're playing high, high stakes and playing um, and, you, and you, you know, dream to be the, the best that you can possibly be every day, um, there's always going to be people that question whether you can do it or not. And I think I've proven that, you know, throughout my career, what I can do. And uh, i got to do it again. You know, that's, just, that's just the name of the game. Every time I step into the white lines, there's always something to, to show, something to prove. But more importantly, um, you, know, you know, God gave me a gift, and I just want to prove him right. That's foreign to me. That, that's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. I'm going to come out on the other side of it all. And we're going to do that together, and we're all going to battle together. And it's just the beginning of the journey. And uh, every year, you, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> every year the goal is to to win the whole thing. Just to be honest with you, and uh, and so anytime you're 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 not in first, you feel like you're last. So um, we we just got to come out here and, and play a great game. It's we got a long journey ahead of us, and we're all going to do it together. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heartrending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, so you heard both Sean Payton and Russell Wilson from varying dates since Sean Payton has been hired. But trying to fix Russ is of the utmost importance in Denver because he is he is given so much money. His contract is so bloated that they have to try to fix him because they cannot afford to go with a different solution to QB. If he was not on a massive guaranteed contract and the very beginning of it, it would be way easier to just bench him and move on if he stunk. But instead, you have to kind of rectify it to have any chance of being competitive over the next couple of seasons. And I don't think that Sean Payton at this point in his career, with how much he's getting paid in Denver, is ready to take on a few six-win seasons 
just until Russell Wilson gets off the book. So there is a real urgency right now in the Mile High City to fix this, as we might imagine. And I think there's probably going to be a lot of urgency from the Russell Wilson camp to fix this as well because he's getting up there in age. If it doesn't work with Sean Payton, he may never get a starting job again at that point in his career and his hope, his desire, his dreams of having some epic legacy and multiple championships is going to go by the wayside. So both parties have a vested interest in fixing what was broken last year. I can tell you the Broncos actually have a soft landing in this case, a soft beginning for this year. And that could really help. Three of their first four games are winnable games. They open up with two at home. This weekend, they've got the Raiders at home. And then they've got the Commanders at home in week number two. Those are winnable games. In week three, they travel to Miami. Week four, they travel to Chicago. If the Broncos begin three and one... It's going to be a lot easier to try to build a little momentum for Russ to feel good and do well himself and to get those naysayers, the critics and the cynics, off of his back. So I think there should be maybe some optimism within the Broncos. Hey, thankfully, it might be a little difficult at times, but these are some winnable games to where we shouldn't at least get blown out of these games. I mean, come on, Raiders, Commanders, Bears in the first month of the season. But I think from Russ's standpoint, see, it's a little easier for Sean Payton right now to talk tough. I think because Russ must be going through some PTSD from last year. It speaks to Russell Wilson's need to be liked. His need, his desperate internal need to be liked and I suppose respected. And he goes about it in a bizarre way. As Sean Payton pointed out, you're kissing babies like you're running for office and you're not running for office. Every time there's an answer from Russ, it feels very inauthentic. Every time he does an Instagram video, every time he talks about Sierra or his family or whatever, it feels very scripted by a PR company or scripted by his business manager or whatever. And that tends to drive people away because it makes them feel like you're not a real guy, which is a little easier to digest when you're really good. It's a little harder to digest when you have a crap season like last year. So I would imagine that Sean Payton right now has an audience with Russell Wilson kind of going, yeah, please help me. And Sean can talk tough of we're going to get rid of your personal staff, the office thing, you being apart from the team. We need you within the team. and We're going to treat you like anybody else. I think it's easier today to do that than Sean Payton may ever have with Russell Wilson because Russ is at his lowest point. What happens this year if Russ stinks? What happens if they lose Sunday to the Raiders? What happens if they begin 0-2 this year, Raiders-Commanders? What happens if they're 0-3, Raiders-Commanders-Dolphins? Is Russ going to believe that Sean Payton has the answers? And this is what makes this really interesting. Right now, today, 
Russell Wilson is desperate. And Peyton knows it and can tweak him with it. But both sides have to have some success for this thing to work. And if it doesn't, are you going to sit down a $200 million player in year two of his contract? Begins on Sunday. I'm interested to see this. It's a good sign that Sean Payton's calling him on his BS, but we got to see if it amounts to anything. 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Speaking of Broncos and Raiders, we had the Chandler Jones story yesterday where Chandler Jones one day, happy-go-lucky, reporting a camp, loves that he's a Raider, excited for the start of the season. Next day is running roughshod over his head coach, his GM, and the organization as a whole because they wouldn't let him into a gym, I suppose. And I had cited what he wrote as his BM, that the coaches or the front office reached out to his BM of five years ago. And I misinterpreted that as his business manager. That's what I said on the air. One of our listeners pointed out, DA, that's not business manager. That's baby mama. She's a bad girl, David. And that goes to show you how far out of the baby mama loop I'm at. How far out of being a bachelor bachelor I am. I thought BM for an NFL athlete with business manager, that's who the coaches or the GM would reach out to. Oh, no, no, no. Chandler Jones was upset that Josh McDaniels or somebody in the in the front office texted the mother of his child, who I guess gets no more respect than BM. You can't even write out baby mama. It's not girlfriend, fiance, wife, ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance, ex-wife. No, it's simply baby mama of five years ago. And when you put the time frame on it, it's, I think, what really put me sideways because I would think she'll always be your baby mama. That baby doesn't go away. That's not an ex-baby. That's your kid. So when he said my BM of five years ago, I'm thinking it has to be past tense. That's a current tense. I'm sorry. Pat, don't get it twisted. You don't get to just excommunicate the mother of your child because maybe you're not on talking terms anymore. She'll always be that. Uh, Yeah, if the kid has a pulse, DA, then she will be the mother of that baby. She will be your BM, your baby mama. Really? For life. That's now your more than a toddler mama. That's your, what's a five-year-old technically? I don't know what the... Term is. I, I would I would say you could say toddler. So he's your she's really your TM, a yeah, toddler mom. Your toddler mama. Did We're, you know this BM is baby mama? No, no, because when you when you you know when you said it five years ago, that didn't it didn't even register, and I don't know why. If they're not on speaking terms anymore, well, I guess if he's talking about in the past tense, maybe he's bringing her into the conversation. But yeah, it just didn't make sense when he's talking about getting locked out of the facility and can't go to the gym. In a conversation right now that he's bringing up, you know, his baby mama. But does it make sense that it is baby mama? BM? What... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the acronym is pretty 
self-speaking? Well, now I don't know what to believe because you're saying it might not be baby mom. Oh, BM? I mean, I've, I don't know how many times. I, I can't put a number on how many times I've heard BM before, but it, it definitely adds up. Okay, so you do think Chandler Jones was upset because Josh McDaniels or somebody in the Raiders texted his baby mama. Of five years ago. <laughs> okay. Yes, I guess that <laughs> is a very funny story to me. And the fact that that all started in the first place, I mean, just we can't keep the facilities open? If you believe Chandler Jones' social media post, and maybe there's not reason to, it would be funny if your last contact on Chandler Jones <laughs> was the mother of his child from a team from a year that he was not on your team. I mean, that was either he was a Cardinal or a Patriot back then. So it's funny that that's who. Update the emergency contacts, Raiders. Update the emergency contacts. Yeah, your transcripts are old. When we come back here on the show, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. Jonathan Gannon, the, the most fiery head coach in the NFL, addresses who's going to be the Cardinals starting quarterback this weekend and Matthew Stafford on his wife's podcast comments. It's an NFL heavy sound check next as we kick off the season later on tonight. DA CBS sports radio worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, and Soundcheck is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck at a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. You can always watch the show as well on YouTube, on Twitch, and at watchda.com. Soundcheck begins with the ever-animated Jonathan Gadd. I mean, this guy is all pee and vinegar. This guy is just... <laughs> You can't even settle him down. It's just like, dude, you run so hot. It's like Ditka on Jolt Cola. Like, whoa, this guy is just out of control. So starting QB, is it going to be Josh Dobbs? Is it going to be Clayton Toon? 
which is basically Montana Young at this point in time. I mean, look, the game's only a couple of days away. This audio, courtesy of the Cardinals. You're starting QB. You just plan on rolling it on Sunday. Might you tell us Friday? Could you do something Saturday? No, guys, I ain't telling you anything. I don't know about you, but I'm freaking fired up for Cardinals football. And, I mean, it's the Commanders, right, that they're playing on Sunday? I mean, thought, Which is, again, Chris game Myers' of, territory. Game right. of the week. But thoughts and prayers to their defensive staff. Like, what are they supposed to do? How do you prep for, yeah, you two, for two of these guys? No, you don't. I wonder if, if the media had fire in their gut, if he would have told them. Want to know, do you have fire in the gut? You take a bus to practice today, you got fire in the gut? How were the Eagles good last year? How did they play defense? Maybe he's a good defensive guy. Matt Patricia was a good defensive guy. Then they asked him to be head coach. Well, yeah, tons of talent as well. I mean, the the Eagles, top to bottom, top to bottom, it's not my fault, is probably the most talented team in football. If they're not the, it's, I mean, again, from the start of the roster to the bottom of the roster is one of the three best rosters in football. And the thing is, coordinators don't always make good coaches, head coaches, because they just live in their own little island and they can be mad scientists about their schemes and whatever. And maybe Jonathan Gannon is like that. My worry is, aren't defensive coordinators supposed to be the fiery ones? Well, that's my point. That's the defense. And he's this boring? That's what I'm saying. You have all the talent in the world, all of the genius and X's and O's. When you walk in, you're like, you guys want to like sack Daniel Jones today? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you guys thinking about that? Don't get nope. twisted. Arizona-Washington is not a Chris Myers game. Tom McCarthy? Nope. A shocker. I think this is like Fox's third team, although they don't really do teams the same way. They don't stack it the same way. Is this a Benetti game? No. It's a Kenny Albert. So the Chris Myers game, which is always likely to be the worst game on Fox, (laughs) is actually worse. It's Carolina-Atlanta. Okay. So you, you did have to give... The that D- one, the Chris Myers treatment. The DC market's helping the cause here, is bumping this game That's up exactly the right. depth chart. You're exactly right about that. And they've got a former player in Washington on the call, so maybe that's why they bumped this team in there. It's the Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth team. Oh, okay. And they're not bad. No, that's, I like Amin. That's a pretty good broadcast team. So that game is going to get a better broadcast team than it deserves. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If it don't get it twisted, Jonathan Gallon's, Gannon's looking for killers. Total killers. When he said that, that sounded like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie <laughs> where the car breaks down at the gas station and then like the guy in the, that's working there was like sweat dripping down his head. He's got a lip in his mouth and he goes, don't get it twisted. We're looking for killers. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what the local sheriff says somewhere in West Texas when they're looking for the chainsaw massacre. Don't get it twisted. We are looking for the killers. But see, I would sign up for him to sound like a sheriff. He sounds like someone who just met football. (laughs) By the way, the Tom McCarthy game, Raiders Broncos. Okay. And that was my bad. He's a CBS guy. He wouldn't have had... Washington, Arizona. Although sometimes... They do switch now more than they used to. Yeah, sometimes an AFC game will be on Fox and vice versa. There's a new CBS. uh, I believe his name is Chris Lewis. He's a younger guy. He's, I believe he's going to be the Chris Myers of CBS. I think he's the last name on the list. Yeah, and he's a very talented young guy. He's done a lot of work in Boise, so our listeners in Boise would know him very well. 
but he's got Titans and Saints. He does. So not That's a bad not bad. Game. Yeah. Not what's bad what's Burkhardt doing? Niners, uh, Steelers? Is that the top game? Burkhardt's got... Or they gave him Packers-Bears. They gave him Packers-Bears. Yep. And most of the country in that late window on Sunday is going to get Packers-Bears. Everybody but the West Coast because the West Coast is going to get Rams-Seahawks. All right, next up is is Jason Kelsey as he talks about his brother's hyperextended knee. This is courtesy of WIP in Philadelphia, where, of course, Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. I talked to him yesterday, and I've done the same thing. You know, you, you, you just plant or, you know, you do something and your knee hyperextends. Actually, I mean, if I'm being truthful, the last time I did this, I was making a bonfire outside. and <laughs> I, was, I, thought, I thought I was strong enough to kick a piece of wood in half. And I hyperextended my knee and did the same thing, bone bruise. It sounds like as long as they can get that down, um, you know, he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally. uh, From what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So really it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. Jason Kelsey hyperextending his knee while building a bonfire is the most Kelsey thing I could think of. I could only hope that he was wearing that giant genie hat that he wore at the Eagles Super Bowl parade (laughs) as he built said bonfire. Okay, so he's saying, no big deal. Travis Kelsey, his brother's knee should be fine. Here is Madison Keys after making the U.S. Open semis last night. Says she likes it when nobody tries to get her to do media availabilities. This is courtesy of the U.S. Open. Honestly, it's been great. I love that none of you talk about me anymore. It's I don't have press requests. It's a lot off of my plate. I kind of just come in and leave and no complaints. So if you guys want to keep not talking about me, I'm more than happy. So I don't know Madison at all. You guys, tennis fans here. Is this sarcastic? Like, yeah, y'all don't know me or you guys have ignored me or whatever. And now I'm now I'm showing you guys up. Or does she legitimately be like, yeah, please. I love this fact. I, I don't want you guys to talk to me. Yeah. Anymore. So she she went to the final of the U.S. Open in 2017. And, you know, at that point, she was like 22 years old. So she was supposed to be, you know, one of the top American women for the next you know, five, 10 years. Like she was pretty big at that time. And then she kind of fell off a little bit. And now with Jessica Pagula and Coco Goff being the top two American women, you know, Madison Keys is still ranked like 17 in the world. She's still very good. She's just not one of the most popular faces for American women's tennis. So, yeah, I guess in that regard. But from her personality standpoint, Bogues, is she is this sarcastic like she's a little bitter that everybody stopped talking about her? Uh, I think this is she's super nice and she's trying to be sarcastic, but she can't get like all the way to the mean part of that because okay. she's too sweet and like giggly. Okay. So, so she's she means really... it. She means like thanks for thanks for ignoring me. She's not bitter that nobody talked about her for five years. Uh I think she might be, but she just she can't express it the way others could because she's like too nice. Okay, gotcha. Were you at this match? Uh yes. This was last wait, hold on. When was this? This was the first match of last night. Yeah. So I stayed and I stayed for the first set of Alcarez and Zverev and law and left at like nine, nine thirty. How many days in a row have you gone to the US Open? Every day. All ten. You've gone to the US Open every single day for ten days? Is that so? Oh, wow. Is. That is commitment. Today's the first day I'm not going. Because of the Chiefs Lions game. 
And it just should be noted that Pat is going out there sheerly out of the love of the game because he's not working for us. There are no reports to file, no columns to write. No seat to sit in. No seat to sit in. I do no, have a seat. No parking pass because Ann Ligori took that. Correct. I did get a parking pass, though, on uh, on Monday. Okay. So that's And they, they put me, like, basically right next to the ground. So that was a lot easier. Um, and Ann Ligori, since she's only been there two days but couldn't give me the parking booklet, um, <laughs> her spot that is designated in the press box, that's where I've been sitting every day in, in Arthur Ashe. So I've, I've got a seat in the big house. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I would love to do love to do some work for the, the station or the Odyssey or the network. So maybe next year we'll see. Right. So he was taking a loss before dropping 325 <laughs> on his two ensembles, like in terms of gas right. and tolls. And maybe meals. It was all all expenses, no income. And then he bought two two sets of clothes. This is where you know Boyle really loves tennis because he's not getting paid a dime to go out there. He's been out there ten straight days and bought multiple outfits to be out there at the pro shop. <laughs> Nobody in radio has ever spent three hundred and twenty bucks on two outfits. Usually not on just, two. Usually we just, <laughs> usually we just get stuff for free, like the free T-shirt toss, and we just use that. <laughs> Finally, here's Matthew Stafford. Remember when his wife on the morning after podcast with Kelly Stafford said that he was having difficulty connecting with his younger teammates? I was going to come out here with a newspaper under my arm and some spectacles <laughs> just to kind of set the mood, but it turns out you can't even find a newspaper around here, so... Uh... I couldn't do that, so <laughs> uh, I was going to try to have some fun with it, but uh, no, it's it's been great. To, uh, I, I love coming to work. I love working with these guys, and, and they all know that. I think those guys, uh, you know, understand where I'm coming from. They see me come in this building every single day um, and uh, know how I go to work, know how I interact with everybody, and, and uh, we didn't really think too much about it, to be honest with you. Everybody, by the way, that works in the sports department of the LA Times is like, ouch, dude. <laughs> Ouch. Remember, they just gutted the entire sports department last month, and here's Matthew Stafford joking, we don't even have a newspaper around here. Yeah, we know, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're at home. Right. Not working, on unemployment. It's so crazy, I can't even find a freaking LA Times anywhere to be found around here. I, he handled it well. That's the way you have to handle it. Still doesn't mean that Kelly Stafford should have said what she said. It only creates waves and headaches, but Matt Stafford played it Perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. No big deal. Ha ha. I love coming to work. Everybody knows that. All that jazz. But I'm sure the the Rams and Matt Stafford internally were like, ah, do we have to deal with this now? And that is your sound check. By the way, if you were wondering about broadcast teams for this weekend, week number one in the NFL season, you will want to watch chargers dolphins for many reasons two very fun offenses two very interesting quarterbacks two teams that have designs on deep playoff runs but also how perfect dolphins at chargers called by the great kevin harlan Mm. so it just feels like a big kevin harlan week one right where the dolphins lead 27 to 24 late Herbert throws a 50-yard strike touchdown with a minute eight to play to take the lead, and Harlan melts down over it. It has all the makings of a great week one, crazy, 
big offensive swing. There's a pick six in there. There's a fat man touchdown. The scoop and score somewhere in there. And Harlan's mind explodes in a week one. It feels like it's it's been given to us, written by the man upstairs. And so many good names. Herbert, Tonga Vailoa, Waddle, <laughs> to, for him to growl yeah. through. I'm sure he'll make a Mike McDaniel, like, cool guy reference joke, something along those lines, yeah. too. This is perfect. Just perfect. Jalen Waddles his way to a touchdown! The one thing I don't need, though, is... Well, I want it all this weekend. I was going to say I don't want a lesser broadcaster to lose his mind because Harlan's so good at that mm-hmm. that you kind of want to keep it in that sphere. But you know what? Anybody that loses their mind this weekend, I'm good with. It's exactly. week one of the NFL season. And friends of the show, Tiki Barber, and even closer for the show, Ross Tucker. Tiki's got a full CBS slate this year, and Ross makes his NFL on CBS debut. Yeah, he's on TV now? He is. How about that? Big shot Ross. He actually might be with Chris Lewis. I don't remember who he got paired with. You're exactly right. It's Chris Lewis, Jason McCordy, and Ross Tucker doing Titans and Saints. I like it. I wonder if uh, they can promote putting your mom on like a fake newspaper (laughs) article for him. Uh, Please be respectful of myfrontpagenews.com. It's a wonderful (laughs) gift for your wife, your spouse, your mom, your dad. And let me tell you, it'll make them cry when they see that there was actually a writer that wrote an entire story about them, and then it got framed for their Christmas gift. And if you got that thing down, man. I mean, how could you not? My next hope is that Ross Tucker, during one of his sideline hits, mentions ball cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Chris Lewis gets the same copy and pasted text that we all get before Ross comes on with all his, all of his mentions, the Ross Tucker football podcast, the yeah. ball cannon, my front page story. Chris, when you toss down a Ross Tucker on the sideline, just make sure you mention my front page story.com <laughs> at least once a half. <laughs> Here's Ross Tucker with my front page story.com. He's standing by with Mike Rabel. <laughs> all right. With our headline this morning, kind sir, Andrew Bogus. And they're sponsored by prize picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app ready to test your skills. Join the prize picks community and have your first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. When you use code primetime, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. If you were paying attention to Max Scherzer's season plus as a Met last night in Arlington, was not surprising. Here it is. Driven to left field. Did he do it? Did he do it? Yes, he did. Grand slam. Jose Abreu. Seven to one. That's from Astros Radio. Scherzer serving up two other homers, allowing seven runs on six hits and two walks in three-plus innings. I needed to throw an A-game tonight. I needed, you know, I needed to be completely on tonight to be able to, uh, you know, be able to keep their offense at bay. I wasn't. I wasn't able to locate, and you know, I paid the price for it. He can handle the White Sox or the Nats, but throw the Braves or the Padres in the playoffs <laughs> or the Astros in a, facing a three-game sweep, and you get this. So it is a, kind of indicative of him mm-hmm. being toast largely. Which is why I did not understand the glee with which people were discussing the trade to the Rangers, as yeah. if they had not paid attention to him in like nine of ten big games being borderline useless for the Mets. And Verlander took off his hat last night and looked completely gray that was kind of jarring a lot of new york he's (laughs) (laughs) it was a tough six months (laughs) i feel like he's looked like he's 39 for like 10 years it's true but now he's looked almost 49 
Uh, so that was the Jose Abreu Grand Slam. He also had a three-run homer off the Ranger pen. Houston rolling to a 12-3 win and a three-game sweep. The Rangers have dropped 15 of 19 overall, oh. dropping three games behind the Astros in the AL West. The only good news was the Jays losing in Oakland in the afternoon, so Texas remains just a half game out of an AL wild card. The Orioles got their three-game sweep in Anaheim 10-3, but the Rays had already beaten Boston 3-1, so Baltimore's lead atop the AL East stays at 3.5. The Marlins have the final NL wild card this morning after an 11-4 home win over the Dodgers and the Reds' 8-4 home loss to the Mariners. Miami's won six in a row but had to put their ace, Sandy Alcantara, and slugger Jorge Soler on the IL yesterday. And Dodgers lefty Julio Arias placed on administrative leave as the investigation continues into Sunday's arrest for suspicion of domestic violence. We are now roughly less than 14 hours away from NFL football. We don't know if Travis Kelsey will face the Lions tonight. He's officially questionable for the Chiefs because of Tuesday's knee injury in practice. Niners DN Nick Bosa ready to go. New contract in hand as expected. Bosa now the highest paid defender ever through a reported five-year deal with 122.5 mil guaranteed. Panthers defensive end Brian Burns wanted to get paid as well. There was some doubt about how he'd handle week one, but Burns a full go at practice yesterday. LSU women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey reportedly signing a 10-year $32 million deal that would make her the highest paid in the sport. There's some cash in women's hoops, huh? Mm-hmm. Mulkey just led the Tigers to the national title the fourth of her career. Madison Keys, Carlos Alcaraz won their U.S. Open quarterfinals in straight sets last night. And the Atlanta Dream clinched their first WNBA playoff spot in five years with last night's 79-68 win over the storm. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back, is Joe Burrow sitting on a mega extension before the weekend? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Give me something a little more, a little more juice. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Give me some juice. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Please that you're with us. Day one of the NFL seasons here tonight, Chiefs and Lions. This weekend, Browns and Bengals. And this weekend, Sunday morning football returns as well. Catch me on many of these same CBS Sports Radio stations. And, of course, wherever you stream CBS Sports Radio, beginning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, as we will break down week one and preview week one of the NFL weekend and respond, react, and week two of the college football season. But Joe Burrow and the Bengals will take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bengals have massive expectations this year. Joe Burrow's had the calf injury. Some have said that maybe it was him being extra cautious in the middle of a contract negotiation, didn't want to put himself out there to get perhaps re-injured, as he wants a new deal, although we don't know if he desperately wants a new deal at the moment. But is this Joe Burrow sound that we have on it? Let's play Joe Burrow. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be my whole career. Um, we're working towards making that happen. 
Uh, you know, you've seen what what the front office has done and what Zach has done in their time here, and you know, I'm a I'm a small part of that, and you know, I'm excited to be a part of that. And we have great people in the locker room that grind every day that you know are excited to go and showcase their talents and excited to do it in the city of Cincinnati. You know, we have the best fans, and so this is this is where I want to be. So there are some reports out there that a deal could get done before the weekend. According to The Athletic, there is a deal that is perhaps going to get done right before Sunday's game. Now, Burrow says it's not what he is thinking about, but the numbers that are going to be tossed around for what Burrow's going to make is going to make him the highest-paid player in the NFL, understandably so, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, understandably so. Every new deal usually breaks the previous deal's record. But I think for the Bengals, they're actually at a point where you trust them to do these types of things and that you trust them to spend money and to prioritize the important players. And there's nobody more important than Joe Burrow. You know, for a long time, maybe forever, the Bengals were seen as the cheapest or one of the cheapest teams in the NFL. Poorly run, thrifty, uncaring about their stars, and would easily let you go walk away somewhere else if you were asking for too much money. It's, I think, part of the reason, if not a huge, the the hugest reason that Carson Palmer joined us along Radio Row a couple of years ago before Joe Burrow was going to get drafted and suggested Joe Burrow decline being drafted by the Bengals and force his way out because Palmer never felt like the organization supported him properly to build a winner. But I think today, and it's crazy to say, but it's a new reality for the Bengals, you tend to trust how they're running this thing and building this thing and that they know it all starts with Joe Burrow and that there's an urgency to take advantage of this moment in time as long as he's healthy and on on the field, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So it wouldn't surprise me if they get a deal done, and this is, again, a totally new dynamic in Cincinnati where you're like, no, they'll, they'll get a deal done, and the player will not have animosity. And that is another great thing about why it's easy to pay Joe Burrow. I don't think Burrow is cut from the cloth of, I need to set a record with this contract or I need to be the highest paid player, or I need to take every last dime. I don't think he's cut from that cloth. Burrow strikes me much more in the Tom Brady cloth of I want to be fairly compensated, but I also want to make sure that we're spending money in important places so that I can win, that wi- that winning's the most important thing, and how you win is I need an offensive line. I need wide receivers. I need defensive playmakers. And I, I've i always felt like Burroughs seems to have kind of a larger viewpoint of everything and maybe why we haven't heard anything about him being upset or angry or frustrated that a deal hasn't gotten done yet. You know, it's very easy because Burrow has an agent and Burrow, I'm sure, has an agency and a team that could easily float whatever is needed to be floated out there 
to turn public sentiment against the organization and for him. He's the most popular guy in Cincinnati by a long shot. So for years, I mean, he has a chance to be the most popular Bengal of all time. If he wins a Super Bowl, you would put him above Boomer, above Ken Anderson, above any of the the great Bengals of all time, Anthony Munoz. He's from Southern Ohio. I mean, the, the kid just, he's not a kid anymore. He's just been everything that you could have ever hoped for. But I think also he wants a deal that allows flexibility for his roster to be better, to be improved, to give him help. So it's kind of an amazing reality for the Bengals, but they have a player that you'd be happy to give as much money to as you needed, and a front office that is not going to play games, hopefully, and a quarterback that doesn't want to drip them dry because he wants to just continue to be a winner. So good times, and it wouldn't surprise me if a deal does get done before the start of the season, which is just in a couple of days. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 